Look at chapter 2, verse 1. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. When in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and had raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Listen, once upon a time, we were bound by the sin master. We were doomed, destined for hell. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy, came on the scene of debt and doomness with his mercy and brought about our radical change. He saved us. He redeemed us. He filled us with his precious spirit and placed us into his family. When Jesus rose, we rose, and we are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our citizenship is in heaven, and he did all of this in order that he might show in the ages to come the exceeding, overflowing, intense riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ. Oh, that's enough to give God praise forever. My God, my God. Look at verse number eight. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen, we received salvation by God's grace through faith. We had nothing to do with it. It was a gift from God the Father to us, leaving no room for anyone to boast. God did it all. Verse number 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Listen, we have been handpicked by God to produce a life that is pleasing to him. God's gift of salvation to us should cause us to be so grateful to him by seeking with our whole hearts to live the kind of life that will bring joy to his heart. Look at verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now but now but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. 
Paul tells the Gentiles, believers at Ephesus, to remember how at one time they were identified as the uncircumcision by the Jews who believed in and practiced and practiced uh, circumcision. And how they were once lost without Christ in their lives and how they were alienated from the citizenship of Israel and how they used to be strangers from the covenants of promise. God had made certain promises to the nation Israel that he did not make with any other nation. And he reminds them how they used to be without hope and without God in the world. That was then, but this is now. Now in Christ Jesus, we who was afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Oh, that's good news. Look at verse number 14. For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the intimacy, uh, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the intimacy thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. Listen, Jesus Christ, who is our peace, has made peace between the Jews and Gentiles. The middle wall, the fence or partition, the intimacy between the two has been broken down. The body of Jesus Christ now consists of both Jews and Gentiles. We are all one in Jesus Christ. We are all equal in the eyes of God. Verse 18, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. And this is a very powerful verse. This verse contains the Trinity. It says here, for through him, which is Jesus Christ, we both, which is the Jews and Gentiles, have access in one spirit. That's the Holy Spirit unto the Father, God the Father. Got it? The Trinity. All right. Every believer have access to the throne of God the Father through Jesus Christ. Look at verse number 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together grow it unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the spirit. Now, Paul makes it plain here that the Jews and Gentiles in Christ are equal. The Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners to God. The Gentile Christians along with the Jewish Christians are one. And together we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets of God. And Jesus Christ is our chief cornerstone. And the Spirit of God is at home in the body of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. 